What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Streak for the Pod, and we got a really good one for you guys today. Are you guys tired of all those experts who just pick the favorites to always win in the bracket? Are you guys tired of people just picking teams and giving you bracket advice, but not really giving you any substance behind how the teams play? Well, that's about to change, because today, me and Abhijay are here to break down the bracket region by region, game by game, all the way down to our final four and national champions. Today, we'll be covering the South and the Midwest regions. What's up, Abhijay? How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, Sunday, selection day, everything's in. We get a got to look at our brackets and fill them out. Exactly, man. You know, it's always really sad. I fill these brackets out, you know, thinking I know everything, and then they get busted every year. It's unfortunate. Uh, man, I, I totally feel you, but not last year. I swept both of my bracket pools for the first time ever, so I feel pretty good about that. Exactly, man. Uh, I think the bre- best I finished was third. So basically, what we're going to tell the listeners is listen to Abhijay, don't listen to me. But, uh, <laughs> on, on the contrary, if you if you go by pure regression, statistical regression, you want to fade me. That's true, man. You never know. You never know. But <laughs> yeah, anyways, I think we'll both be able to give you guys some great advice. And uh, I just want to give a reminder, you guys can find us on Instagram, at Streak for the Pod. And if you're listening on iTunes, you can leave us a rating and a review, because we'd love your feedback to make the podcast better. So let's just get started with the South region. Uh, the one seed is Virginia. So out of all the one through four seeds in this region, Abhijay, so that's Virginia, Purdue is a three seed, uh, Tennessee is a two seed, and Kansas State is a four seed. Do you see any big upsets happening, like some Arizona, Buffalo from last year type upsets, or Virginia another year that they lose to a 16 seed? Uh, no, not, not in this bracket. Uh, possibly, possibly with Kansas State, if uh, Dean Wade doesn't play, because Dean Wade is basically the heart and soul of that team. And if he doesn't play, then I don't have any faith in Kansas State moving forward. That being said, I I don't know if I'd still take UC Irvine outright over Kansas State, but that's one to look at. But, but overall, Virginia, there's absolutely no way they, they get upset by 16 like UMBC last year. That was a complete fluke performance. Just horrible three-point shooting and lights out three-point shooting by UMBC. That's never going to happen. Probably not going to happen for many decades to come yeah that was just a joke um but i think seriously a lot of people are giving uh kansas state some grief uh about this uc irvine thing um you know i i also do agree that without dean wade they're not the same team but i like the system that they play i don't really see them losing to uc irvine i think they'll um get it done and have enough to win but i mean Mm -hmm. just an aside you know kind of an advice i like to use for my own bracket pools uh we'll see if you agree abj because i haven't talked to you about this before but usually I just like to pick all the one through four seeds just to advance. Um, just so you don't lose those uh, cheap 10 points on like an, on an upset that's honestly hard to nail anyway. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, for the most part, my strategy that I employ kind of rides along that. You know, try to, like, it's, it's really hard to, to try and predict upsets. So it, in reality, like, you're gonna have a lot of other people in your pool picking crazy upsets like like i don't know old dominion over purdue which is so unlikely to happen but if it does happen i mean hey you lose you lose out on that but but, i mean if you don't get purdue 
then you lose out on that and however far they go along the tournament. So, you know, I, I try to stay away from calling crazy upsets. If that makes sense. Like it, it in lo- in the long term, it's easier to call. I mean, it's, it sounds easy, but yeah, it is easier to call the favorite to win and advance than yeah, to I, call the underdog. I like to get the cheap 10 points, right? Just from picking the favorite. If I lose yeah. 10 points on an upset, it's fine. But the main thing I like to keep in mind is that, all right, if there's a team that's weak, like if I think, oh, UC Irvine will upset Kansas State, I'll just pick Kansas State to lose in the next game because I don't have much faith in them, right? But I'll get the cheap 10 points, and then they'll probably lose to a harder opponent anyway if they don't lose to UC Irvine. So exactly. that's kind of yeah. like where I like to pick the upset. But anyways, we'll jump right into the bracket. So I'm assuming you have Virginia over Gardner-Webb. That's not a real that's, um that's, that's not, not that's all. nothing extraordinary <laughs> exactly so let's get to Ole Miss and Oklahoma what do you think about this matchup dude I want to get your thoughts first uh, so Oklahoma they started out like this season you know long Kruger and all no Trey Young obviously goes to the NBA and he's playing lights out for the Hawks but um you know coming into the season they really didn't have any expectations of doing well and you know I mean, obviously, this doesn't matter, but they were pretty good money makers against the spread this year. Uh, Old Miss, really terrible year last year, and they, their coach got fired. Um, and this year, they've actually bounced back and done really well. Yeah, they replaced so, their coach with uh, Kermit Davis. He used to be the Middle Tennessee coach. Mm-hmm. For all the yeah. people that remember Middle Tennessee, yeah. Uh, I'd have to if I had to go here though, I'd probably lean Ole Miss just because uh, Oklahoma as good as a defense they've fielded this year their offensive uh, consistency has just not been there um, like if you look at the the recent game versus Texas in a must like a must win game with Texas without Kerwin Roach they they blew a a 10 point lead uh, right at the end of nearly at the end of regulation had to get bailed out by a last second shot so you know, for me, I I just can't trust Oklahoma's consistency on offense. I have to go with Ole Miss here. Exactly. Just I feel like, like they're to, the, the more solid team. Exactly. And I like to stick with the more offensive teams as well, or the teams that are better on offense. Because if you can score on offense, or if you can't score on offense, that's kind of how the tempo of the game is dictated, right? If you score the ball, then you can dictate the tempo of the game. You can set your defense. You can, you know, play whatever kind of defense you want to play. But if you can't make shots on offense, the other team is either going to get to push in transition. They get that option to speed up the game if they want to. So I like Ole Miss. I don't think Oklahoma will be able to score enough, and I think Ole Miss can get those easy transition buckets and get a win. Uh, Next, this is a really, I think, interesting game, Wisconsin and Oregon. So I'll give my thoughts on this game. Um, I don't think Wisconsin is a very good team, to be honest. Uh, Their offense is really moved through one player. That's Ethan Happ. And I think that Oregon has the players to be able to shut that down uh, because, you know, Oregon is a, is, a, is a team that plays a lot of multiple defenses. They, they'll trap you. They'll press you full court. Um, they really just – they'll find a solution to whatever you throw at them as an offense. And if all you throw at them is Ethan Happ, they'll stop Happ, and then what's Wisconsin going to do? I think Oregon is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They can um, really get out in transition and push the pace to – to a level that Wisconsin is really uncomfortable with, and I think Oregon will get the win. That's the first kind of upset that I'm picking. What about you, man? What do you think about this game? Uh, so for me, Wisconsin, yeah, I agree. Ethan Happ is a big key in their success on offense. Um, the pr- 
problem I have with Oregon is that the Pac-12 this year has been extremely poor in terms of competitiveness. Like, really, the best team out of the the whole uh, division is Washington, and even they are really. Well, let's just say they in the Big Ten they would be at best a mediocre team. That being said, Oregon does present some. Uh, they present different looks, and when you go outside of the conference, you you tend to to be confronted with that stuff. Uh, and Dana Altman, he's a pretty pretty good coach. I could I could definitely see him game planning well against Ethan Happ, and you know Wisconsin does field an elite defense, but yeah, I could I could definitely see him potentially yeah i i could definitely see this is one that i would circle for upset of 512 actually the funny thing is the fact even though wisconsin's a five seed and oregon's a 12 seed if you actually look at the odds right now oregon is favored by a point that's what i'm saying so man that, they know what i very, know it's, it's very telling it's oregon's game dude definitely are you going to jump on the oregon train with me or are you going to stick with yeah wisconsin? i'd like i'd likely go with oregon here awesome so then uh Kansas State, UC Irvine. Um, I'm going to take Kansas State. Uh, what do you think, man? We already kind of discussed this a little bit, but uh, if you have any other thoughts to add, you can go ahead and add them. Yeah, I did mention Dean Wade. If he's out, I don't really have any interest in, in uh, backing Kansas State to go for a decent run. But there, they did get one guy back uh, in Carter Diara. Yeah, um, so that, yeah. yeah, so he, he's yeah he's he's a. Uh, He's a good good playmaker on offense, and he can carry the load. So, I mean, against UC Irvine, a team that's just really outclassed here, uh, I like Kansas State here for sure. Like, I, I, I don't really understand why people are hyping up UC Irvine. Yeah, I think it has to do with the gaudy win record of UC Irvine. To be honest, I don't know much about the team. But, I mean, you know, like I said, I always usually just pick the one through four in my bracket pools. So, uh, I would stick to Kansas State, be safe here. I don't think that there's such a big chance of an upset that you should actually be picking Irvine in the bracket pool. So next we'll jump to Villanova St. Mary's. What are your initial thoughts on this game? Six eleven game, so you know, mm. upset likely kind of thing. You no, know, Villanova, yeah. So Villanova is not obviously not they're not the same team they were last year. They lost a lot of talent. Yeah, they to lost the all NBA. five of their starters, right? Exactly. Yeah, they lost everybody. And that that being said, St. Mary's you know, they were second, in, and they they were second in the uh, West Coast Conference, and they, yeah, they did beat Gonzaga, but you know, I don't know. I have a hard time backing the St. Mary's team against uh, an elite coach like, uh, uh, oh my God, what? Jay Wright. I really yes. thought yeah. George Clooney. I was gonna say George Clooney. Dude, he looks a, a lot like George Clooney. That's actually funny. Jay Wright looks a lot like George Clooney. I'm not gonna lie. He he does. That's why, like, like I, I'm, yeah. I was like, why am I gonna say George Clooney right now? Okay. Anyways, St. Mary's is. I mean, I know they they sprung the upset against Gonzaga as like a 15 point dog, but I still wouldn't take them on a neutral court versus Villanova. Just, there's just Villanova has a coaching edge, and they still have a talent edge for the most part. And and honestly, the Big East has more far more competition than the west coast conference so I, it'd probably be villanova for me yeah i mean uh i'm actually gonna take saint mary's to pull the upset here and i'm not super confident about it not as confident as oregon obviously uh but mm-hmm. the, the thing with saint mary's is like what they do on offense is they kind of they have 
big men right inside, and then they'll just have a lot of people on the perimeter, like shooters. And they their guards, uh, two of their guards, uh, really good. Jordan Ford, their point guard, averages twenty points a game. Uh, they're they're actually a pretty dangerous team, man. And Villanova, you know, they're not a team that has a lot of size or like a team that really can like uh, just say, all right, St. Mary's. When you throw the ball inside, there's no matchup problem at all. Like, Villanova is kind of like, their centers and stuff are kind of younger. And when they go small, St. Mary's will be able to throw the ball into their big men and kind of play off that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think St. Mary's is a dangerous team. I like the way that they play offense. I like the way they also slow the pace down. And uh, that's something that I think they did uh, against Gonzaga. And that's kind of why they had success against them. And I think they'll continue trying to slow the pace down against Villanova and make them uncomfortable. And I think St. Mary's can win this game. I, I totally understand your point of view. I mean, St. Mary's offensively, they're very structured. And uh, what's it called? They're the 21st in the nation offensive efficiency. And uh, their their defense is also pretty decent at times. So, yeah, I mean, there's a case to be made for the dog here. But for me, the coaching edge is the main factor here, sure. especially given the amount of time to prep or, like prep for the game. Yeah, probably I mean, Villanova, all right? that being said, there was a time where Jay Wright was considered to be a choker in March. So back well, back before that his time teams, has come and gone. Yeah, that's come and gone. But I'm just saying, you know, back when his teams were the talent level was closer to the teams like he has right now, uh, he was considered kind of a choker. So we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I think I'm giving St. Mary's a good chance to win this game. Uh, Purdue Old Dominion, any upset <laughs> chance? I don't think so. <laughs> no, right, not cool. at all. We'll, mean, mo- we'll move on no, then. Per- <laughs> yeah, let's, I don't think we need to discuss that one. Yeah. Um, uh, if you do have any yeah. thoughts on Purdue, though, you can just spit like a few, one or two, one or two uh, sentences on them. I uh, will say about Purdue, they relied too heavily on Carson Edwards. I think that's gonna that's gonna hurt them going forward in the tournament. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I'll uh, I'll have a shocker special about uh, Purdue in a second. But we'll move on to Cincinnati, Iowa. Um, I, I like Cincinnati to win this game. I think Iowa just. I don't know. Neither of these teams, Cincinnati or Iowa, is really extraordinary to me. Um, the difference is I think Cincinnati plays very sound defense, and Iowa just, they started really hot, and they cooled off a lot, and I think that just kind of, I'm just going to give Cincinnati the nod here. I uh, don't really feel strongly about either of these teams, though. How about you? Yeah, uh, Cincinnati today actually uh, beat Houston for the, uh, I think it was the American Athletic, yeah, American Athletic uh, Conference, conference champ- yeah. Championship. So yeah, they actually no, they they showed some life. Uh, the previous two meetings against Houston, they got absolutely blown out in the second half of those ball games. So I think Cincinnati comes in here with a little bit of uh, momentum. And Iowa, man, after that Michigan win, they just completely fell off. Uh, I think, yeah, they were they lost a lot of games, especially a lot. Of, yeah, Mich- yeah, they got blown out by Michigan neutral court which is not a surprise at all i mean the only team they beat in the past six games was an illinois team that was all that was coming off an overtime game the the night before so yeah i really have no confidence in iowa it's it's cool. cincinnati or pass yeah uh cool so then uh next matchup tennessee colgate i think we all have tennessee right yeah tennessee is going to come out angry in this game like they the way they played against auburn today wow yeah Everything went in for Auburn, and nothing went for uh, Tennessee. And you, you can yeah. bank 
that they're going to come out fired up for this one. Sure. So yeah. So then we'll move to the one eight matchup because uh, we both have Ole Miss over Oklahoma, correct? So it'll be Virginia versus Ole Miss for both of us. Yeah. Cool. So in that case, uh, what do you think, Ole Miss over Virginia? I think Ole Miss could give Virginia some problems. Actually, I think you know the way that they play that Middle Tennessee style, where they space out the floor, they shoot a lot of threes, they like to get up and run in transition. Reminds me a lot of you know UMBC last year, the Middle Tennessee team that up- upset Michigan State as a 15 seed. Uh, Ole Miss has a chance in this game, I think, but I mean overall, I think Virginia is just too good and they'll get a win. How about you? What do you think? For me, um. Yeah, I, I agree. They they have they could definitely keep it close. But that being said, uh Ole Miss they they kind of struggle. I mean I I really don't trust their offense against an elite defense, to be honest. Uh, and Virginia's a top three defense in the nation. So for me it would definitely be Virginia. No, fair, fair. Um, you know, no one's gonna, yeah. no one's gonna knock you for backing Virginia in this game. I'm just saying there. So I'm saying there's a chance, I guess. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see them. I mean, if the they could, I could definitely see them covering the spread here. But that being said, even then, actually, <laughs> Virginia's actually been even better away from home. Than, yeah, I mean, uh, Virginia's home. probably out for blood this year, so I, I think they can get past. Yeah. So, I agree. I, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably still go with Virginia here. Yeah. So the next game, this one's going to be interesting for us. So it's Oregon and Kansas State. Um, I'm taking Oregon in this game. I think that they actually Kansas State and Oregon play very similar styles, but I think Oregon's hot right now. Kansas State doesn't have Dean Wade, and I, don't, I just like Oregon in this game, man. I think they're a hot team right now. They play multiple defenses. Dana Altman can coach the team up. And I think they're playing an identity right now that's really tough to stop. And I think that Kansas State doesn't offer anything that Oregon will have trouble with. So I like Oregon. What do you think? Uh, it really, a lot of it depends on Dean Wade. And right now, I'm, what I'm reading is uh, Bruce Weber hopes injured KC4 Dean Wade is making some progress. Tournament status remains uncertain. So this is kind and of contingent on... walking boot today, sure. But, I mean, you can say Oregon without Dean Wade and Kansas State with Dean Wade. I, I think regardless of what Dean Wade does, it's Oregon's game to lose. But that's just me. I disagree. I'd probably still take Kansas State. I feel, I mean, it, it really comes back to me for these Pac-12 teams. Like, I just, they're, they're, uh, the talent level they face in the, inside their conference is just not up to par with the rest. Like, what, what you see with Big 12 teams, like, it's the bloodbath year in, year out. No, so, I mean, that's fair. I just think if you look at the styles of the teams play, though, like that's also a decent predictor of like what's going to happen in the tournament. Because remember, like like you said about the whole out of conference thing, right? It, it, out of conference, like if you in your conference, if you get tested, that's fine. But you're also going to know everyone's styles pretty well, which is a big reason why you get tested in conference. Like even mm-hmm. Colorado knows the kind of style that um, like Oregon would play, for example. So they could give Oregon a tough game, you know. But when it's Oregon and Kansas State, the teams don't know each other that well. And I think that that's kind of like what makes a difference in these kind of games. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally agree from that point of view. Um, the, one thing, uh, the one thing that would concern me about Oregon in this matchup is, well, from, from an efficiency standpoint, they're 108th in the country 
And when you look at Kansas State's defensive metrics, they're fourth. So that's that's a bit of a shock. But then, then again, like I said, a lot of this is contingent on Dean Wade for me because I think he's just that much of an impact player. But I don't know. Do you, do you want to assume that Dean Wade is out? Uh, well, I mean, I already said it. I think regardless of Dean Wade being in or out, I would take Oregon in this. Oh game. yeah, yeah, that's I mean, right. It's an upset for a reason, right? But I mean, if you if you want to, you know, hedge it with Dean Wade, I, that's perfectly reasonable to do. Yeah, I'd probably hedge it with Dean Wade, but okay, assuming that he doesn't play, which I mean, it's fifty fifty or not, I'd probably go Oregon. Cool. Yes, yeah, so I think we are in agreement then in that case. So we'll move yeah. on to the next matchup, which is for you, it's a uh, Villanova and Purdue. For me, it's St. Mary's and Purdue. So I'll let you start. What do you think about Villanova and Purdue? Who would you take out of that game? Hmm, that's that. Okay, for me, it would be Villanova Purdue. That would be a closer game than I would expect. Like one would expect. <sighs> that's see the the limiting factor for me with Purdue is that uh, Carson Edwards had some back stiffness in his last game where they got upset by uh by Minnesota. And that guy carries the offensive load for this team. So knowing that and going into Villanova, dude, that's tough. <laughs> Here, uh, I'll let you think about that for a second. Because uh, I'm very... Um, you can think about the whole Villanova-Purdue thing for a second because I'm very... Uh, I have a very... Um, I, I want St. Mary's in this game. I, I think St. Mary's will beat Villanova, and I think they beat Purdue. Um, you know, like you said, Carson Edwards carries the offensive load for Purdue. They can go cold. I think St. Mary's will have a good defensive game plan against him. And like I said, I like St. Mary's ability to slow the game down and less possessions, more chance, chance of an upset. So that's why I like St. Mary's. Anyway, so back to what you were saying about Villanova and Purdue. Um, yeah. Given what I said and the uh, the injury concerns regarding regarding Carson Edwards, I might actually go Villanova here. Cool. So both of us Just are going think, against Purdue. <laughs> yeah, a different yeah, definitely going against Purdue. It's 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 really against Purdue more than Villanova in, in reality. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. Um, you know, I, I think it just whichever team wins that Villanova St. Mary's game has a really good chance to advance to the Sweet Sixteen. Absolutely. Uh, St. Mary's yeah. is Purdue is one of the weaker three Very um, loyal yeah. Chicago vibes, to be honest. I think they've been given a very favorable draw. But uh, I don't know about Final Four, of course, but I think they can make a run. Cool. So next game is uh, Cincinnati-Tennessee. Uh, I think Cincinnati has a really good chance in this game. Uh, I wouldn't actually back them to win, but I think just the style that they play and the style Tennessee plays could, uh, could lend itself to Cincinnati having a really good shot in this game. Uh, what do you think, though? Do you think Cincinnati has a shot to win? No, I, I don't think so at all. No, it's Cincinnati it's just Tennessee's does not have the offensive. It's Tennessee's game to lose. Absolutely. Uh, Cincinnati does not have the offensive capability to hang with this Tennessee team at all. Exactly. Like, um, yeah, that, they that's got, the factor for me as well. Yeah, so it's it's Tennessee for sure. Uh, I just don't... Like, I know they got... Sure, they got the win over Houston, but that was like the third time, third try in... In uh, what's it called? After getting swept in, in the regular season, exactly, and the way I saw yeah. them, yeah, the way I saw them play against um, like top tier teams, they really, they didn't have much in the second half in terms of offense. But I think they got, yeah, actually in the second Houston game, um, 
I mean, the, the reason why I'm saying Houston is because that was pretty much the, the, the most comparable they played. Yeah, exactly. That was the most comparable and viable like team to uh, Tennessee, and even they are, aren't as good as Tennessee. They were held scoreless for the last six minutes of that game. <laughs> that's not going to get yeah. it done. It's I think Tennessee. They, they really have sure. one guy on offense, uh, similar to Carson Edwards and Purdue. They have Jaron Cumberland, yeah, exactly. and that's it. So I definitely think Tennessee will win this mm-hmm. game. Uh, I just think Cincinnati, the way they defend, it kind of give them, gives them a chance against anyone. But it's really only if they can have a good offensive day, which is rare. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, their defense is a calling card, but it won't matter against Tennessee here. They're too well-rounded. Yeah, so we'll jump to the Sweet 16 now. So Virginia versus Oregon. Do you think Oregon continues their run, or do you think Virginia keeps it going and gets to the Elite Eight? Nah, I think Virginia keeps it going here. It's it's too much for Oregon here. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, Oregon, they can play multiple defenses and stuff, but Virginia, I think they're a team that's on a mission this year. I think they've discovered how to use DeAndre Hunter a little bit better, and I think that uh, they have what it takes to get to the Elite Eight. Uh, next, Tennessee. I have Tennessee and St. Mary's. You have Tennessee and Villanova. So you start. What do you think about Tennessee and Villanova? Who do you think plays Virginia in the next game? Tennessee. Like, I hate to be chalky, but it's Tennessee for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I hate to be chalky as well, but it's Tennessee over St. Mary's for me. Uh, the one-two thing, like, the whole statistics thing about brackets is cool and all. Like, that one-twos usually hardly get into the uh, Elite Eight. But I don't know, man. It just this year overall is a bracket. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the regions, obviously. Or sorry, we'll get to the other half of the regions uh, on our next episode. We're only doing two this episode, but overall, I think it's a common theme that a lot of the regions are kind of chalky, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially this this sector of the bracket, it's it's pretty top heavy for the most part. Exactly. Yeah. So Villanova, or sorry, Virginia, Tennessee, Virginia, Tennessee. Who do you think gets to the final four? Yeah, that <laughs> that would be a hell of a game to watch. Um, I might go. With, I'm going to go with Tennessee here. Okay, why? Uh, why do you like Tennessee so, over Virginia? Okay, so what the main reason why is that what I saw from Virginia against Florida State is that they really struggled with like how, how do you say this? Uh, defenders who have really really um great uh what is it wingspan yeah wingspan okay they really struggled like Kyle guy and tiger they they could not get anything against uh florida state and like when you when you get matched up against uh grant williams and and admiral uh schofield down low and i i don't know how they're gonna have any success like yeah i mean they'd have to hit a bunch of threes i would to, to really win this well. game and i I don't know. I, I just don't see it. Like physically, they're they're outmanned here. Like their biggest guy really is Jack Salt and Mabe Diakite. Yeah. Diakite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, those guys, they're great and all, but they don't. I don't think they they stand a chance. Virginia would have to just sink a lot of threes in this game to win. Exactly. I agree with you. I couldn't agree more. I think Tennessee will. Well, I think it's very close. Honestly, I'll be flip-flopping between Virginia and Tennessee a lot, I think, in my bracket. But for now, I have Tennessee, just because I like their point guard play better. I think uh, they have a, they have two guys in Jordan Bowden and... Um, mm-hmm. or Sorry, Jordan Bone and the Bowden guy. I don't know what Bowden's first name is. But both of those guys can get their shot off the dribble. 
uh, great penetrators, and I don't think Virginia has anyone on that kind of level. They have DeAndre Hunter, who's like an NBA wing kind of guy, but they don't use him uh, at the rate of how Tennessee used Bone and Bowden, so I think that Tennessee can get the win here. Um, Mm -hmm. So next we'll move to the Midwest region. That'll be the final region we're doing today. So once again, we'll go through the one through four seeds. So North Carolina is the first seed. The number two seed is Kentucky, three seed is Houston, and the four seed is Kansas. So do you think any of these teams have a chance to get upset, and why? Uh, so for we're doing one through four, right? Yes, we're doing the one, so the one through four seeds, what do, you, what do you think about them? Do you think any of them have a chance to get upset, or what? Um, if, there is a, if there is an upset possibility, it would probably be Kansas for me. Yeah, because I, I, you know, it's a very common trend, and yeah, I know it's common, but I mean, I mean, really, Kansas isn't. I mean, without Legerald Vick and uh, I mean, and uh, what's what's the other guy's name? Oh, um, their center Udoka Azubuki. Yeah, yeah, I can't cannot remember his name. Uh, but no, they're they're missing two of their best players, uh, and both of them are NBA caliber players, so. It's really kind of, it's kind of a lost cause season for them. So exactly, Kansas just do I do I think they they lose year. to Northeastern? Probably not. It'd be pretty unlikely, but I don't. I definitely don't see them going past that. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's a four thirteen upset, I mean, honestly, all these upsets are really tough to predict. But if there's one that you want to put your money on, I would say this one: Northeastern definitely is a very very good shooting team. They're a team that likes to pass the ball around the perimeter, and I think they can give Kansas issues. Um, yeah, so I guess in this region, the other four, the a four seed is the one who could get upset. So obviously, you know, Northeastern low odds, but they have a chance. That's the one I put money on. So um, North Carolina obviously beating Iona. We'll get to the eight nine game. That's Utah State and Washington. What do you think about this game? I think it's really interesting to see these two teams match up. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Mountain West team going against uh, the Pac twelve champion. Yep. Uh, Regular season champion, though. I, I am a little, I, I am a little biased. Yeah, season champion, not, not the tournament champion. I'm a little biased towards Washington, but I will probably go with Washington, uh, Utah, Utah State. Yeah. Wow. Why is that? Um, I, uh, I just don't have any. I, I feel like Washington kind of peaked mid season, and they've they've been on a trend downward. Uh, if you look at, let me pull up their their. Uh, record yeah they've they've really they've really fallen a bit back to mediocrity like they've they've had some bad lot like the past game oregon they got blown out in the championship game like that's not what you want to see going into a, a tournament yeah actually they got swept by oregon yeah the past years. yeah but they lost the series too on that when you're when you're going back into a, a tournament like that a football loss like that it's it's not a good sign for me. Yeah, I mean, while it isn't a good sign, so you like Utah State to win this game. Um, I, I would pick Washington. Uh, the, the the main thing is they run a very like Syracuse type game plan. They like to play a two three zone. Yeah, the two three zone. Yeah, they just have like a really lengthy team. Uh, and the main thing is that you know Utah State they have a smaller team. They have one big guy, and out of after that. They have no big guys. It's literally all guards after that. So for me, it's like, you know, Washington's a really lengthy team. They'll trap you and stuff just like Syracuse does. And when you have a shorter team, you need someone 
or against the zone, you need someone in the middle of the zone that can make plays, and you need kind of a taller guy to do that. I feel like Utah State doesn't really have that guy, and I also like when teams in ter- in a tournament style format run a kind of gimmick like Syracuse zone, uh, some kind of gimmick thing that forces another team to kind of game plan for it, right? And although Utah Utah State does have time, and you know it, it's hard to pick a team, it's an eight nine game after all. I, I think Washington. I'll, I'll take them. They're a more impressive team, in my opinion, than Utah State. Fair. Uh, what's it called? I, I do think extra time to prepare for the 2-3 zone will help a lot, though. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it's different different having to play the second game against the 2-3 zone versus having your very first game be against the 2-3 zone. Exactly. It's a lot like college football, how if you play uh, Army on a short week, it's, it'll be tough because you won't have enough practice time to to learn the the triple options. So it's it's much like this. Exactly, it's bowl game season versus um, a short week. But exactly, you know. but I mean, for me, Utah State's a play here. Uh, there's a reason they're favored. But yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, you know, it, it could go either way. Uh, so Auburn and New Mexico State. Who do you who do you like in this one? This is five twelve game, so it could be an upset. You know, what do you think about it? Could be an upset, but man, Auburn, the beatdown they put on Tennessee, <laughs> that's got to give you a lot of confidence. Like, this team has been pretty up and down for most of the season. They they play they play down in their competition a lot of the times, I've noticed, in the uh, SEC. But when it comes time to play the big boys like LSU and uh, Tennessee, they step up. So, that being said, against New Mexico State, could they have a a letdown possibly, but I don't know. I, I, I don't see it. Uh, Bruce Pearl squad is pretty damn good this year. So I'd, I'd definitely take them in advance. Yeah, I don't know much about New Mexico State, to be honest. Uh, all I know is they have a ton of wins, like what, 30 and 4 this year? What, what are they? Something like that? Yeah, 30 and 4. Crazy. But at the same time, I think Auburn is a team that's really all or nothing. So I can see them getting upset, but I can also see them, like, they could go all the way to the Elite Eight. They could go past North Carolina because they're a team mm-hmm. that they want to force a ton of turnovers. They want to push the pace a lot. They want to shoot a lot of threes. And honestly, I like those kind of teams in the tournament because they're just not afraid, and they're also playing more efficient basketball. Because when you try to get out and transition more, you try to shoot more threes, you have a chance for more points, and you know points are the name of the game. So that's why I like Auburn to win this matchup. Um, they are one of the more impressive teams and hot teams coming in because they won the SEC tournament championship. So that's why I like Auburn. I don't think New Mexico State will upset them. Agreed. Yeah, I, there's a there's a class difference here for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, especially like Auburn plays at like a havoc pace almost. It's, it's like it's a pretty fun to watch. Like they'll they'll go transition and sometimes uh, foolishly passable layup and then hit a three. So yeah, I love those kinds it. of teams. Definitely, they, they play. Uh, they definitely pass up a lot of layups and just kind of toss it out to the corner for a three but yeah so i think uh kansas northeastern we already covered um chance for an upset there uh kansas is obviously like the safe bracket pool pick so next iowa state and ohio state um to be honest this is a really easy iowa state win for me i I, i'm not very enthused at all by ohio state um they play this weird like archaic 1950s basketball type thing where they throw the ball into their big man and hope for the best their guards like can't shoot for some reason um yeah i don't know iowa state easily what do you think do you, do you like ohio state at all or do you I, think it's an 11-6 upset iowa all? state for sure iowa state yeah no it's it's ohio it's iowa okay. state for sure um 
man. They they do they they really backed in the the uh, conference tournament. I think they lost uh, three of the last four. Ohio State, you mean? They caught fire against. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about Iowa State. Oh, they caught fire in the conference. They backed into the yeah, uh, yeah, the one that the, the regular season. They lost three of their last five, actually. Um, yeah, they lost. No, actually, hold on one second. Yeah, no problem. But uh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they more they went on. one and five. Yeah, one and five in in uh, the regular season, and then all of a sudden caught fire against Baylor, Kansas, Kansas. Now I will say they got, got a bit uh, fortunate with Texas Tech getting uh, knocked out of the tournament early. Yeah, yeah. But I, agree. I mean that Kansas that Kansas performance in what some would consider uh, uh, a crowd partial to Kansas, they dominated that team. So exactly. I like where they're going as a team, especially like figuring it out within conference. So yeah, definitely. Definitely Iowa State. Like it's not a question. Ohio State. Yeah, they got Wesson back, but I don't know. It's I don't know if it's going to help here. Yep, exactly. I like Iowa State, uh, no matter what in this one. So next game, a Houston Georgia State. Any chance of an upset, or you like Kelvin no. Sampson's Houston team? It's Houston. Yeah, I like Houston, Houston. as well. Uh, this next game is really interesting, though. Uh, this is like a major conference lower seed against a mid-major higher seed. This Wofford and Seton Hall. I'm really interested to hear what you think about this game, though. Uh, who do you have, and uh, how come you uh, picked them? So, yeah, Wofford, Seton Hall, yeah. So Wofford's kind of come on in the a little bit in the mainstream as of late. Uh, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of their games, but I did watch the uh, their last game that they played. Yeah, that was against uh, the UNC Greensboro in the championship. Yeah. Greensboro, yeah. yeah. Um, and they were actually the funny thing is they were actually down uh seven with about five minutes to go. And they miraculously came back. That was crazy. Exactly. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I had Wofford minus seven or minus six. It was something like that. So they ended up yeah, covering, that, right? <laughs> that was a very fortunate cover. Because they went on like a sixteen nothing run to close the game or something like exactly, that. Exactly, man. Absurd. Exactly. And it's funny so, how if I mean, Greensboro won that, then both of them would have been in the field, I think. It would have been interesting. Exactly. Yeah. There, there, there was some talk of like possibly conspiracy theories of. <laughs> I mean, the conference makes more money, game. I think, if uh, multiple teams make the tournament, right? And definitely more exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyways, but, all, that, mean, all that being said. When I'm you're Wofford, you want to. I was going to say, like, if you're Wofford, you, you definitely want to put a ribbon on that entire. Uh, conference with the win in the tournament yeah i mean they've won a ridiculous amount of games in a row i believe they uh, exactly they haven't lost since december 19th that's 20 straight wins for them um so i don't know do you think they're gonna lose here to seaton hall uh what do you think uh i don't think so i mean i i feel like that game kind of showed me that they have a lot of re- refuse to lose I, I don't mean to speak in generalities but there's some things you can't really quantify and they seem to have that it factor. So I feel like, I mean, I definitely think that their, their run ends with, uh, against Kentucky, but we'll get to that in a sec, but sure. I, I definitely okay. think they get the win here. Okay. So, I mean, uh, I think you're underestimating Seton Hall a little bit. I think they match up well with Wofford because Wofford's more of a shorter team and they kind of throw the ball into their big men a little bit. 
on offense and stuff. And that kind of stuff doesn't work against major conference opposition. Uh, Seton Hall is a pretty lengthy team. I think they can really press out their offense. They can cause Wofford issues. Uh, they have a guard named Mouse Powell, who's really aggressive and really big-time scorer. And, and I think that they can beat Wofford. Um, you know, I, it's definitely like, you know, the appeal of Wofford is a team that, you know, has played well against even major conference competition. Um, does really well in their conference with 120 in a row. That's great for Wofford, but I just think in terms of how the teams want to play and how they match up, uh, Seton Hall has a pretty favorable draw here, and I think that they can get the win. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, it's a 7 10 matchup, so it's, it's going to be a close one, but. I think the the thing that concerns me with Seton Hall is, uh, I mean, they're they're ranked like fifty five, fifty fifth in the nation in total, uh, I mean, team efficiency, whereas Wofford is a very telling nineteenth. Now, maybe you could say that some of that is inflated due to the the lower level of competition, well, but it's a is it by is um, it the Ken Palm think, efficiency? Ken Palm, yeah, nineteenth. Yeah, and, so it's adjusted um, for for competition. So yeah. Wofford is definitely like highly rated there. Um, this is definitely something I'll go back and forth on. I may end up picking Wofford. Um, not, not gonna, not gonna say that I wouldn't just like, you know, switch the pick on, on a whim between Wofford and Seton Hall. I can see it going either way. It just yeah. that, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's one of those where you can get the free 10 points in your bracket pool because everyone's going to be picking Wofford, right? They're like the really like trendy pick, but if you go Seton Hall, it'll go a little contrary and you can get those 10 points. Fair, but I mean. I feel like the power the power ratings tell a lot here. Um, I mean, Ken Palm themselves have Stephen Hall winning by five. So uh, in a 74-69 type of game. Sorry, they um, have Wofford beating Seton Hall? I don't know. Seton for Hall? some reason, for, for me, the, the gap the gap in efficiency is too much. I'd, I'd probably still take Wofford. And the line kind of reflects that too. Wofford is minus three and a half on a neutral floor. Okay, fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that. It is a, something that can go either way. I may just change it to Wofford, to yeah. be honest. I just think don't sleep on Seton Hall. It's not an easy win for Wofford by any means. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah, exactly. So we spent they, a lot they of time. They play in the tougher conference for sure, but but uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it's a seven ten matchup. It's it's supposed to be. It's designed to be close. Yeah. That makes sense, exactly. So we'll jump to UNC and Washington. Or you have UNC and Utah State. I you, have you UNC skipped Kentucky. Washington. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you think Abilene Christian has a chance? They Absolutely are the best not. Three point, they're the best three-point shooting team in the nation, Abilene Christian. So I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, <laughs> you could take them. I'm not. Yeah, no, I know. I think last year <laughs> I picked Davidson to beat Kentucky. I'm never picking against Kentucky again. They just don't lose in the first game. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I remember a few years ago, I tried to, to go against Kentucky and took uh, Wichita State in, um, in the second round. It did not work out. Yep, I did that too. did not work out at all. Yeah, that was too much. I mean, sometimes, like even the name brand teams, like the, the, the easy choice ends up being the easy choice and you just overthought it exactly you don't want to overthink it because like you know people in your bracket pool will definitely see kentucky and their eyes will light up so you don't want to lose those points that they're gaining because that's like mm -hmm. easy easy layman's points that i like to call it amateur points um so you don't want to lose those anyway so the, so the next uh matchup is 
in the round of 32, North Carolina versus either Utah State or Washington. For you, it's Utah State. For me, it's Washington. Either way, I think North Carolina is going to win pretty handily. What do you think? You think any of these teams yeah, give North Carolina? North Carolina teams? will kill either of these teams. Like they, okay. their offense is just, <laughs> yeah. it's just something, it's just a work of art. Oh, North Carolina, man. I think Roy Williams did a great job. Like everyone talks a lot about Duke and how cool they are. And, and you know, that that's that's fair. But North Carolina, Roy Williams did a much better job coaching his team than Mike Krzyzewski did with his team. Because North Carolina, oh, absolutely. if you look at like who they have on the floor, is not nearly as talented as who Duke is putting on the floor. But in three games against Duke, North Carolina, you know, two of them, were, yes, were without Zion. But North Carolina did hang with Duke uh, even in the game with Zion. So I think uh, Roy Williams deserves a lot of credit for that. Exactly, and you could have even made a case that that North Carolina could have won that game, like for sure. It was a one point game. Yeah, they were blowing a lot of free throws and stuff in that ACC tournament game. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, it's I mean, Mike Shashevsky, he just out talents people. He's I've never considered him that great of a scheme coach. He's just a very good recruiter. Sells yeah, people on, yeah, on and Duke. And when we get to Duke, <laughs> I think I'll uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more. So that's for the uh, next episode. Little cliffhanger for all the listeners. But uh, so next, uh, Auburn, Kansas. Uh, I have Auburn in this game. Uh, like I said before, Auburn. I think yeah, hot, Auburn. Good. Kansas <laughs> I mean, is the opposite. They're cold. They're bad. Yeah, yeah Auburn. This is, this is just not Kansas's year. Like. Exactly. Um, and I, and this is a good this is a good thing to note though. You know, this is kind of the value of not going with the name brands because see, all the casual people are going to be like Auburn. Like, what the hell? They're good at football, but not basketball. And then, exactly. you know, they're going to pick Kansas to play North Carolina. Oh, wow, two blue bloods are going to play. They may even pick Kansas to beat North Carolina because, you, know, <laughs> you know how, like, casual fans work. Like, it just, they would, you know, pick the teams that, that they always see in the news, like Kansas. But Kansas yeah. is not a good team this year. There's a reason that they're on the four line, and that's kind of the lowest seed Kansas has been in years. And Auburn is a much better team. So that, these, the, I think this is an easy uh, Sweet 16 run for Auburn to get i agree uh, and I mean, the next, uh, people sleep on these sec basketball teams a lot yeah sec is really good conference this year man um i can see multiple sec teams making the final four i don't think it'll happen but i can see it uh so next this game is really good this this game i think is going to be the Ooh, very yeah. similar to the michigan houston game from last year uh for that last second shot i think iowa state and houston is going to be a very competitive game um, I think it's Houston by honestly I couldn't pick between either of these teams. I love both of these teams. I'm really mad that they're both playing each other so early in the tournament. Um, Houston is a very deep team. They do not miss a beat when their bench is in instead of their starters. Uh Iowa State is, you know, I don't think they're as deep of a team. I think that they have a few players who are really, really tough to stop. But then when you kind of get to the bench, um, it becomes a little harder them to score and i think that's why houston has a very slight edge for me um but i don't know what do you think about the game i'll be dry yeah i'll be going back and forth in this game for a while yeah i will be too I <laughs> was houston, but i'm high on both of these teams especially like the way both of these teams like come coming out of the uh i mean obviously houston lost their championship game, but i mean for the most part houston's been a pretty dominant team in their conference iowa state they've been up and down but you know they're coming in with a lot of momentum. Ah, oh, man, that's this is a coin flip game for me, in my opinion. Yeah. How, how about this? Like, I'll pose this question. Um, so I'm assuming we we both have Kentucky over Wofford, correct? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that the winner of this Iowa State Houston game will beat Kentucky? 
I'd say they have a chance. Yeah, I, I would definitely, I would definitely take them on the points. I'll tell you that much. But mm, it's I've I've tried to go against Kentucky in the past years, and it's just not worked out. And I think I feel like Kentucky has. I, I just feel like Kentucky has that edge. Yeah, in terms of offensive talent that they don't have. They do. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough, man. I, Kentucky just. I usually I'm not a fan of teams that play like with two big men on the floor at once like Kentucky does, but they're just so good. Like PJ Washington is one of the best players in the country. Um, it just like they don't miss a beat because for whatever reason just they just get it done. You know, it doesn't really matter what style they play. Like if their team isn't that great at shooting or whatever, they find a way to get it done. So I think I'll take Kentucky over either team that wins this, and that's kind of unfortunate for sure. But because I like Kentucky, I like Houston, I like Iowa State, but I can only pick one of them to uh, get to play North Carolina. But a little spoiler, but we'll talk about North Carolina Auburn later. But so I'm assuming yeah. you're taking Kentucky, right? Yeah, I'll take Kentucky in that against either of those teams. Although it will not be an easy win, rest assured. I mean, just going back to the the Iowa State Houston matchup, like how close is this? They just Look at that Kempom <laughs> overall efficiency. Houston fifteen, Iowa State sixteen. That's how close it is. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I mean, it, it, for me, I mean, <sighs> I, I'd probably give a slight the slightest edge to uh to Iowa State, but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the major conference team you have to give a little bit of props to, but I think Houston's also a deeper team. And I just, I really like how, I think Iowa State's a little vulnerable uh, rebounding, and Houston's a very good rebounding team. So that's the thing that gives Houston an edge for me. Um, anyways, all that being said, uh, we end up with North Carolina, Auburn to face Kentucky. So which, uh, which team out of North Carolina and Auburn do you, uh, do you like? I think it's actually a sneaky good game because I think Auburn likes to get up and down the floor. North Carolina likes to get up and down the floor. And I think whichever team's shots are falling is the team that's going to advance to the Elite yeah. Eight. You agree with there that? will be a lot of scoring in this game. Like, absolutely. I think the total in this game would probably be like 180 or something. Be I would be ridiculous. But in the end, North Carolina is is honestly the better version of Auburn when you really think about it. Like, okay. they have against Auburn, like, when you when you look at Auburn, they're, yeah, they hit a lot of threes and they run at a, a extremely high tempo, but uh, defensively, they can get uh, outmatched uh, down low, and their—I de- mean, their defense isn't—I I, I don't know—I I don't think they have the defensive pieces to stop North Carolina. And North Carolina has Williams, and he, that guy can pretty much I, the amount of charges that guy drew in that Duke game, uh, the second Duke game, that yeah, was ridiculous. Like he there. basically fouled out like <laughs> half the—I think he—I think he fouled out uh, Trey Jones, I believe. Yeah, yeah I'm ridiculous. not sure. Uh, yeah, I think Trey Jones got fouled out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, but, uh, yeah, that, that being said, I agree. Yeah, he, he, is, he did have an injury. Uh, he did have an injury in the last uh, last game, so that that's something to be monitored. But... They do have plenty of time to rest after that. Though. That was on Friday, and they don't play again until, yeah. I believe, Friday? Uh, uh, the 22nd. That's... Not sure if that's Friday, or I think it is Friday. I'm not sure, but uh, anyway, all that being said, yeah, I agree with you. Um, North Carolina and Auburn, North Carolina is a little bit of a more well oiled version of Auburn, 
So I think they get the win. North Carolina, Kentucky, who do you have winning this game? That's that's a really tough one, obviously. Um, yeah, for me, yeah. Um, I, I, I put <laughs> yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, I put North Carolina on the level of kind of the Mich- uh, the Michigan State, Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia group, and I think Kentucky is just a tier below that, in my opinion. So that's why I like North Carolina to win this game. I think they're just a little bit better than Kentucky. Um, I think I'll, Kentucky had a fin- fantastic season, but at the same time, North Carolina is just a team that, like, game in and game out were impressive. Kentucky had games here and there where they are kind of sleepwalking through them or you're kind of yeah. like, oh, you know, this is a really young freshman team. So I like North Carolina to win this one. Yeah, you know what? On second thought, I was, I, I was going to say – um, I mean, as long as Reed, Tra- I mean, with Reed Travis in for Kentucky, they could beat anyone. But that being said, like that, he gets into foul trouble a lot, and I feel like he that could be a problem here against North Carolina, especially the pace they like to run. Could get uh, it, it could really affect him negatively. So I'd probably go with North Carolina here. Cool, cool. So. Yeah, so uh, that's basically that'll conclude the podcast for today. So we went through the South region and the Midwest region. So we both actually have Tennessee coming from the South region, and we both have North Carolina coming from the Midwest region. Um, tune in to our next podcast. We're going to be recording that on Tuesday, releasing that on Wednesday, and that is going to have our final four and the East and West regions, which have Duke and Gonzaga as the one seeds, respectively. Abijai, thanks for joining me today, man. Sorry for keeping you up so late. But it is Selection Sunday after all. Oh, man, no problem. Happy to do this. Yeah, sounds good. And once again, you can find us on Instagram at StreakForThePod. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. We'd love the feedback. For our producer, Omkar Moge, I'm Ronak Modi. Thanks for listening, guys.